Good morning. <laughs> My name's Gary. I'm another one of the pastors here this morning at Westview, and I see some children here, and so I wonder, I'm going to put this over here, I wonder if I could get the children, this is like something we haven't done in a long time, but I'm wondering if I could get the children to come up here and join me on this nice platform here. So kids, come and join me up here. I want to uh, talk to you for a little bit, so come on up. You can use those stairs. Yes, yay. Yeah, don't leave me alone. Come on up. You can use those stairs. Come on up over here. You can face this way. You can face me. Or you know what? That's fine. I'll stand here, and why don't you all have a seat? Why don't you have a seat? Go ahead. Yeah, this is good. Come on up. This is fantastic. Yay. Yeah, come on up. Oh, and you're all like in a row. This is like amazing. So, this is good. Hey, excellent. You want to come a little closer? Come a little closer? This way? Like in a semicircle? I won't, I won't bite anybody. Uh, you know what? I thought, I'm pretty new here. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty new here. And I thought it would be really good to get to know um, everybody's names. And so I thought, uh, do you know your own name? Do you know your own name? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So since I want to get to know everybody's names, I thought on a count of three, you all can shout your names at the same time as loud as you can. Are you ready? I'll count to three. I'll go one, two, three. And after three, you shout your name as loud as you can because I want to get to know everybody's name. Okay, why don't we try it on three? One, two, three. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I'm pretty sure you can be louder than that. So, well, I'm going to count to three again and then um, shout your name because I want to get to know everybody's names. So shout it out on a count of three. One, two, three. Oh, wow. Now, what are the chances do you think that I can remember your name if you do it that way? Do you think that's a pretty good way to learn every... We should do it one at a time. Learn, do it one at a time? Yeah. Oh. One at a time? Yeah, yell one at a time. Oh, yell one at a time, yeah. One at a time. One at a time. I think we're on to something, right? It wouldn't be very smart, wouldn't be very wise if everybody said their name all at once, right? Because then you can't really get to know everybody's name. So you have to do it kind of in order, right? Some kind of order right? Um, I have another thing that I wanted to do. Tim, could you pass that ball to me? So you were saying that if I wanted to get to know your names, I ha we had to do it in order so that it would be easier to actually get to know your names. Do you know that God knows each of your names? Yeah, yeah. yeah he knows you. Your mom tells you lots of stories. Yeah. He knows your name and he likes order of things because he wants to hear you. What's that? Oh, good to meet you. I have another idea. If we were going to play with this ball, right? If we all stand up. Let's all stand up. And now, if I was saying, we're going to play a game with this ball, and it's called a running game, where everybody runs 
on this platform, and it's called like a form of dodgeball. Now, don't nobody move. I'm not talking to you guys. Settle down. Oh, do you want to play? <laughs> you're, you're like a... Um, so if we play the game of dodgeball, do you know what dodgeball is? It's where you try and not get hit with the ball. Yeah. And everybody was, if I said, you should all run over there and we would play dodgeball, what do you think of that idea? Maybe we should watch out for the instruments. Yeah, watch out for the instruments. Would it be kind of dangerous over there? Maybe would, we should put the yeah. Yeah, or what happens if we played right here? If everybody was running around right here, what would happen? Fall. Right. You know what? God also likes fun, but he likes us to be safe too. It wouldn't be very wise of us to play over there or right close to the edge here. Then we would hurt the and you hurt the or you could get hurt because God likes order and he also likes us to be safe. And what would happen if you were all screaming and running at the same time? Would it feel kind of, would it feel a little bit crazy? Yeah, your parents yeah. would be like, stop it! Yeah, exactly. So why don't, so I, have a seat again. I, yeah, I think your parents would probably be upset. So I want to tell you that, see, you already have some, some really good wisdom already as little children you already know what it means how to have order how to be safe god is a god who likes order he likes things to be peaceful and he likes us to have fun but also to be safe he's the god of peace and fun and safety all at the same time and he knows your name could i pray with you and then we'll have you go back to your seats yeah let's pray together Hey, God, thank you for these children. Thank you that you know each name. Thank you for how important they are to us. These children are like water. They're so important to us. We need them so much. And they, you've already given them so much and instilled wisdom into their very beings. And you have a future plan for each boy and girl here. And we just pray a blessing on these children and on their households in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can go back to your seats. I can jump down. Yeah. I can jump down. Oh, better use the stairs. Quick dodgeball while they're... No, I'm kidding. See, the kids know. Someone lost a ring. Whose ring? All right. It'll be, it'll be here. It'll be here. Um, there's a TV show used to run, it was called, um, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Anybody remember that, that TV show? You know what's interesting about it is, that was actually challenging. That's why it was actually a TV show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? And everybody's going, all oh, the others going, oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah? <laughs> it, it was actually a bit complicated. It depended on like, what kind of education you had, because uh, the kind of education that they were providing... Oh, also trivia. Were you good at trivia? And memory. Could you recall things? Could you remember and recall things? But what about this business of wisdom? Well, now, wisdom is something else. 
Wisdom is different than being smart. Wisdom is different than education. It's even different than intelligence. There's something about wisdom. Special wisdom. A wisdom that comes from God. But how do you know if you have it? How do we know if we have it? How do we recognize what this divine wisdom is? What does divine wisdom look like? In just a little while, I'll pause for a few minutes for some question and response, and it's a chance for you adults to ask questions and interact. And you can text or email to ask at westviewchurch.ca. Whether you're here in the auditorium or whether you're watching by live stream, you can do that as well. Or you can stand where you are and we'll bring a microphone to you. Let's continue now in the book of James. We'll go to chapter 3. The book of James, chapter 3. Verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. This is like James saying, you're, so you, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Who among you is wise and understanding? That wise, the word wisdom in Greek is Sophia. That's the Greek word for wisdom, Sophia. And this word understanding is, the Greek word is epistemon. It's where we get our English word epistemology from. This understanding. And what James is saying is, um, let your good life, which reminds me of Jesus speaking in Matthew 5, 16, uh, let your good works be shown before people that they may give glory to God. This idea of good life, let your good life be known by works of gentleness, but then he says, born of wisdom. And there's the problem. The discerning of wisdom, the discernment dilemma is, what is wisdom? Sophia's identity. What is wisdom? He says, born of wisdom. Well, how do we know what that is? If we want this good life, and he says, make sure that what you're doing is born out of this wisdom. Well, what is that wisdom? In the previous weeks, we've been hearing Pastor James talk about deeds, actions that we do. Poetes, poetry, actions. But then we also heard him talk about words. And we need wisdom for the deeds, the things that we do, and the words that we say, and the words that we hear. There are a lot of challenges and issues that we face today in real life. When we talk about spiritual matters, we dare not leave it up at some abstract, ethereal level. What we talk about needs to be very practical and part of how we actually live and intersect with the experiences that we have in life. And there are challenges and issues that we face. And as uh, adults and as youth and teenagers and children, all of us are called to sort through this, wade through these challenges and these issues and figure this out. And yes, if we're a follower of Jesus, we want to do His will. We want to do what He desires. We want to join Him in this. And so we need a wisdom that is beyond human understanding, beyond human knowledge. So we value and we, we appreciate 
this divine wisdom. But what, how do we recognize it? What does it look like? What is the trace evidence that can lead us to say, ah, this is divine wisdom, wisdom that comes from God? Well, let's continue listening to uh, James in verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. What James is doing there is he is giving us this comparison. And what he is saying at the outset is that there is a difference between a, a devilish and divine. There is a difference between the devilish and the divine. And so through his comparison, he draws this contrast and brings clarity. And he is awakening our awareness to sources and to the difference of the sources. Friends, if you believe in the existence of God and of the divine, then it is important for us to also acknowledge and be aware that there are spiritual forces of wickedness also. There is the devilish and the divine. And what he is pointing out here is that incredible contrast and the sources. When we were singing, there's nothing better than you. We're talking about the source, God as the source. But what do you notice when we read these verses, uh, 17 there, but the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, uh, gentle, willing to yield, merciful, uh, impartial, without hypocrisy, what do you notice that's absent from that list? And you can think about that for a moment. When you think about wisdom and then you look down at this list, what is noticeably absent from the list? What's not on that list? Intelligence. What else is missing from the list that you might... Sorry? Age. Experience. What else is, what else, when you think wisdom, but then you look down at this list, what's not on the list? There's, there's no mention of particular data. Wisdom isn't, isn't it doesn't say you, you need to know this, this plus this data equals wisdom. So it, there are things that are definitely missing from this list, so what is particular about this list when you read things like pure and peaceable no statistics right there's no it's not like wisdom is based you have to have certain statistics 
And so what is, when these words, what would you put in the category for these words? When you look at these words, what does it seem to be? Wisdom, when you look at these words like pure and peaceable and gentle, these words are social and relational in nature. They are how we relate to other people, the manner in which we relate. Divine wisdom can be recognized by our posture, how we carry ourselves in relation to other people. That's how we can recognize divine wisdom. It's interesting to me that there's certain position that dancers do. I won't do it because I'm not really a dancer, but it's called an attitude. Because it's based on a certain posture, a certain attitude, a certain posture that comes together. That is the indication of divine wisdom. And you know what the good news is about this? Is the source. James says, wisdom that comes from above. This kind of wisdom that is from God. This kind of wisdom describes what God is like. Pure. That is completely moral. Peaceable. Not anxious. No inner turmoil. Gentle. That means kind. Or having a lot of strength but that's under control. Willing to yield. That's interesting to me. A description of God and also what he calls divine wisdom if we have it. A willingness to yield. You know what that means? That means open to reason. There doesn't seem to be a lot of divine wisdom around us out there. Open to reason. A willingness to listen. Mercy means kindness. And completely impartial. He is completely without any prejudice. And no hypocrisy. Entirely genuine. This is, this is a posture of divine wisdom. But this is a description of God. Because this, that's the source. That's what comes down from above. That's what he's like. And how he works in the world. And then look at what James says as he finishes in verse 18. And a harvest, a harvest of righteousness. Fields full of right standing with God. Fields of plenty. Gardens full. Fields full. Everything full of right standing before God. Sown in peace for those who make peace. This kind of wisdom... is very, very productive in bringing right relationship with God. This kind of posture is very productive in bringing right relationship with God, which takes faith. It means for us that we need to discern. Discern what exactly is influencing and shaping us. 
What is it? Is the world and their ideas of what is wise influencing and shaping us? Or is it actually divine wisdom? Are we wanting to have this idea of arguing points because our emphasis is on the data and our emphasis is on being right and we're so eager to be right that we don't we interrupt other people we speak over other people because what we really want to do is get our point across to be right that we haven't even heard we don't even understand and we're just giving it to because we want to be right that's what the world has got us going on. And divine wisdom is entirely different. It's a different posture when we're relating to people. It's discerning. What is coming, the ideas from the world? What is devilish and what is divine? And then I think we need to decide. We need to decide if it is actually divine wisdom that we want. Have we been praying for smarts? Or prudence? What's prudent in a given circumstance? When we ask God for wisdom, we need to decide is the posture that he's describing here is that the kind of posture when we pray for wisdom, Lord, give me wisdom for this circumstance. We need to decide because it will change the way we live. It doesn't mean the absence of knowledge and understanding. It just means the right way in which we handle it when we are relating it in social settings. And it changes the very way we will conduct ourselves. Pure, peaceable. Gentle, willingness to yield, mercy, impartial. And if we decide that that's the kind of wisdom that we are praying for and the kind of wisdom that we want, then the third is that we devote ourselves to it. Because you know, friends, if we devote ourselves to this kind of wisdom, God is not calling us at Westview to get away from the circumstances of life or to get away from or outside of the environments that we're in. Actually, divine wisdom is used and is necessary because He is calling us to go into and wade into the complexities and the difficulties of life around us and be that presence and extending and amplifying His presence and being and having that divine wisdom in and among what is going on in our world. That's what it looks like to follow Jesus. That's what it looks like to have this divine wisdom. I want to pause for a moment for Q&R. If you have some questions, something you want to ask or interact with, you can text or email if you're on live stream or even here if you're on your phone you can totally do that if you want to remain anonymous or you can stand where you are and ask your question oh Sophia 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 divine wisdom someone have something they want to ask I will only pause for a moment I'll bring the music team music team if you could come up
we need to do a lot of discerning. It was interesting to me that the children naturally understood about order. They naturally understand about what is safe. They actually can understand some ba- like basic things even about what will work if I want to get to know their names or if we're going to play, all those things. They're already understanding those parts and are speaking about those parts. You have one question this morning to, to share with us. Willing to listen and open to reason is all good regarding discerning wisdom and considering the source. Here's the question jumps in here. Is there another source outside the Bible that is reliable? Why not or why yes? Okay, is there, so it's all good to be uh, willing uh, to yield, listen, and yeah. to consider the source. Is there, the last part of the question? Is there another source outside the Bible that is, could be reliable, why or why not? Okay, is there another source outside the Bible that could or could be reliable? Yeah, so there are many other materials that are entirely reliable on other subjects. Uh, Timothy says that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. So when I want to understand who God is, what He is like, and when I want to understand spiritual matters, I'm going to come here and I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the Bible, but the Bible is pointing to Jesus. But if I want to know about chemistry, or if I want to know about, like our younger daughter uh, said, you know, on this subject, she says, you know, there's no mention of dolphins in here. So if I want to know about dolphins, if I want to know about calculus, Okay, I could go on. So there are other sources uh, that we can go to for other subjects. But when it comes to uh, righteousness, when it comes to understanding who God is and His design and purpose and plan for our lives and for us as a church, we start right here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's great. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Appreciate yeah, it. That's good. Yeah, and I like that. You know, uh, last week someone had mentioned um, when we were talking about words, and that words come from the Lord, but words can also come from the spiritual forces of wickedness and the necessity to discern. And the gentleman pointed out, even in the creation story, how Adam and Eve heard another voice and were swayed. So that requires us to discern the sources. And here we have a list of seven or nine, depending on how you count, attributes of divine posture. That can help us discern and identify what is divine wisdom. Help us identify what Sophia looks like. Music team, would you lead us in some music and then we'll go to communion. I'll invite you to stand. As we uh, prepare for communion this morning. Sing this old hymn. I will sing of my
Senhor, sim.